0: Your dog doesn't actually have a stronger sense of smell than you do. People often talk about how dogs have a superior sense of smell, and this probably started when a researcher from the 19th century, Paul Broca, marked humans as non-smellers. No one ever provided sensory testing to support this theory, but people still believed in it for a long time. The truth is, different types of animals can identify different kinds of scents. There was an experiment done where human volunteers needed to track a scent. Researchers dipped twine in chocolate essence and then zigzagged it all across a grassy field. Volunteers weren't allowed to use other senses. For example, they were ear and blindfolded. They even wore thick gloves and knee pads. The conclusion they came to is that while we are not as effective as dogs, we can follow a scent trail and become way better if we practice. Interestingly, humans are more sensitive to certain smells compared to dogs, like fruit or flowers. This is because the evolution of dogs didn't require them to sharpen their sense of smell for these types of odors. A TV screen won't ruin your eyesight. At least, there's no evidence that looking at a TV screen can really hurt your eyes. It's the same for phone or computer screens. Looking at them may lead to eye strain or fatigue, but in most cases, it's nothing you can't ease with proper rest. That doesn't mean watching TV or staring at your phone for too long doesn't have negative consequences in other parts of your life, like reduced concentration and lack of socialization, among many other things. Being able to roll your tongue is not really a genetic trait, even though biology teachers often say this gift is based on a dominant gene. There was a study that showed 7 out of 33 twins who didn't actually share this feature. Identical twins share the same genes, which implies that they should share this trait too. But they don't, which means genes are most likely not the factor that decides if you'll be able to roll your tongue. And this myth still exists, even though it was debunked over six decades ago. You're going to catch a cold if you go outside with wet hair is yet another myth. To actually catch a cold, we need to have a virus inside of our body. Also, wet hair is not something that makes you more attractive to the various germs lurking around you. People mostly believe this is true because they A, heard it from their parents, and B, associate going outside with your hair being wet with getting sick because you're generally more exposed to germs when you're outside. There are no truly double-jointed people. Some individuals have certain parts of their bodies that are very flexible, so they can, for example, touch their chin with their elbow or bend their fingers backward. We often call these people double-jointed, like the secret is in them having an extra hinge somewhere. Well, it's not true. They have single joints, but they may have bones with oddly shaped ends, or their connective tissue may be very pliable. It seems the appendix, as in the organ, is useful after all, despite its poor reputation as a useless intestinal tube that pretty much goes nowhere. It seems the appendix is actually a reservoir for bacteria, but a good and helpful one. It stores microbes that assist our body when it's fighting certain problems and illnesses. In the early stage of our life, the appendix also helped us with the process of forming white blood cells, together with certain types of antibodies. Hey, do you know where the stomach is? (laughs) Sounds easy, right? But it's probably not where you think. Most people believe it lurks somewhere in the area behind the belly button. In reality, it's a bit higher in the abdomen, sitting on top of the rest of the gut. Here's how you can find it. Look for the point where your lower ribs meet in the middle. Now go down approximately three finger widths, and then three to your left. Now you're supposed to be right over the center of your stomach you don't have taste sections on your tongue. The tongue map probably showed up at the beginning of the 20th century because scientists found minute differences in how strong a taste had to be in different areas inside the human mouth to actually register. This study created a myth that each part of the tongue was responsible for different tastes. In reality, all types of taste buds are spread across all areas of your mouth, and they can detect each taste. This includes umami, too, which is now accepted along with the usual four. Sweet, salty, bitter, and sour. We don't only use 10% of our brain. We use way more, even when we're sleeping. Scientists tested this statement, and one of the methods they used was measuring activity in the brain while a person was performing various tasks. Results have shown we use most of our brain most of the time. The exact percentage varies from person to person, depending on what they're doing. Plus, it's not possible to monitor every single one of our brain cells. There are billions of them after all, so you can't know the exact number of active ones at any given time. When asleep, your frontal cortex, the part responsible for, let's say, higher-level thinking, and certain areas that help you sense your surroundings are still working. Humans don't just have five senses, hearing, taste, touch, sight, and smell. This idea originated from Aristotle, a famous Greek philosopher, who said that there was a sense organ for every sense, eyes for seeing, a tongue for tasting, and so on. But that was thousands of years ago, and he was missing the vestibular system, a key sense organ. The vestibular system is the apparatus of the inner ear that our body uses to stay in balance. Not every sense requires its own sense organ, just a different type of sensory receptor. For example, your skin alone has four different receptors for temperature, touch, pain, and proprioception. Proprioception is body awareness, which means that even if you move your arm behind your back, you still know it's there. Something an octopus, for example, doesn't know. So, saying we have 33 senses could be closer to the truth, not five. These include senses of balance, temperature, thirst, and many more we need to survive. If you like cracking your knuckles from time to time, no need to worry. The whole idea that it increases risks for potential knuckle problems perhaps makes sense in the first place because that's what happens when you constantly put pressure on your joints over the years. The satisfying sound you hear happens because of bubbles bursting in the fluid that actually lubricates your joints, called synovial fluid. If you eat a big meal, you can still go swimming. You won't get cramps. The idea behind this misconception is eating a heavy meal will increase the amount of blood flow to your stomach. That way, blood won't go to your muscles, which will potentially cause cramps if you go swimming. The truth is, you probably won't feel that comfortable swimming immediately after eating a large meal, but you're safe to go if you really want to. It's even recommended to have a small snack that's rich in carbs not long before your swimming session. This will boost your energy. When you shave your body hair, you don't have to worry about it growing back darker and thicker. Because this is a myth. You may believe there are some changes in the color, thickness, or growth rate of the hair. That's because after you shave, you give the follicle a blunt tip, which may look or feel darker and rougher than it was before. But that's just a perception trick. You'll see that once your hair grows in again, it will be the same as before. It's a myth that we lose a disproportionate amount of body heat through our heads. You may feel like that because our head, chest, and face are definitely more sensitive when it comes to changes in temperature. In reality, you'd be just as cold if you went out without a hat as if you weren't wearing pants. You probably feel like you're losing heat through your head because it's often one of those parts that we leave uncovered when going out. No need to worry if you wake up a sleepwalker. You're not going to seriously harm them by doing so. If you startle one, they can be quite disoriented and may have a confused reaction. Sometimes it's better to do that than to let a sleepwalker get up and start doing certain things that they shouldn't be doing while sleeping, like cooking or driving. Or you could just show them the way back to bed.